Hello everyone, it's your real estate guys, Matt Reitzel. And Curtis Reitzel with the Wealth Building with the Purpose show. The place where we talk about everything real estate. With a special focus on wealth building. Let's ride. What's up everybody? It's Curtis Reitzel with the Wealth Building with the Purpose show. On this episode, we're going to be talking about something that is passionate to me. Uh, and we're going to talk about leverage and how it, uh, you know, the pros, the cons, everything in between and leveraging your real estate investments. So let's just jump right into it. I think leverage in regards to real estate is a good thing. Now, there is a such thing as, you know, too much leverage, not too much leverage, uh, just the right amount of leverage. And the thing is, is that it's very unique to the person. So when I say leverage, it's, you know, when you're buying an investment property, the majority of the time you're putting 20% down and then you're getting a mortgage for 80%. So you put 20% down the property and the rest you're financing through a lender that is giving you a mortgage that is secured against the real estate. Now, the reason why I feel leverage is powerful, and this is a topic that, you know, a lot of people talk about. So I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not new on this concept here. I mean, we all are pretty familiar with leverage. Um, if if you're a real estate investor and you're active and you're buying properties, you're familiar with, you know, having mortgages, having leverage. This is just more of a general, you know, conversation about it. And the first thing that's important to me about leverage is it's it increases your return on your money. So instead of like, let's just imagine you have a $10 million building. And you had that building paid off, meaning there was no mortgage and no debt secured against it. Well, that's an amazing position to be because now all that rent that comes in after after you pay out, you know, your expenses to manage that property and or properties, uh, you're going to be left with a lot of cash flow because you don't have to service a mortgage because the property is paid off. The only issue is now you have $10 million dollars of equity that's in the building that uh, potentially could be leveraged to buy more. Now, you're not going to be able to access, you know, the $10 million, all of that money. Like You're not going to be able to leverage all of it. The rule of thumb in some situations, depending on the applicant, is it can be, you know, 65, 70, 75, 80% of the value of the property. And assuming the building qualifies and you qualify uh, that's typically how much you can pull out. So let's say a $10 million building at a 75% or 70% value, let's say, so you can mortgage up to 70%, assuming you qualify. So you can refinance, pull that money out, secure that $7 million uh, of mortgages or of a mortgage to that property that you refinance. Thus, then you would have $7 million to go buy more real estate. Now, obviously, you'd have to run the numbers because now you're servicing a $7 million mortgage, which then increases or decreases your cash flow on that property. But now you're able to take that $7 million and go buy more real estate and you don't pay taxes on it because it's proceeds from a mortgage. It's it's actually debt that you're paying back. So the government doesn't look at it as it's taxable. So then 
you take that $3 million, you go buy more real estate, you still, or the $7 million, you go buy more real estate, and you still have $3 million of equity in that property. So overall, it just allows you to control more real estate. And it really depends on the investor because as you know, as you grow your portfolio and you start scaling and you get more and more properties, the the leverage piece gets a little tricky because when you're younger and are at the beginning of your investing career and you're really looking to accelerate things, um, a lot of investors stay pretty leveraged. So they keep refinancing back up to 80 percent um, or 75 percent. And they have, you know, 20 to 25 percent equity in their portfolios and they just keep refinancing as you know, as often as they can to buy more real estate. The only tricky part is then all of a sudden you look up and you're 50 or 60 years old and you have a very leveraged real estate portfolio, which uh, to each their own, everybody is entitled to do what they want to do. Um, but, you know, the 40 to 50 to 60 percent uh, debt, I feel like is a lot more comfortable. Like Pretty much when you're around 50 percent, um, that's a very comfortable position to be financed, 50% debt, 50% equity. Now, when you buy a property, the majority of the time, you're putting 20 down, financing 80% of it, and then you just let that puppy ride and get paid down over time. And then in, you know, five or 10 or 15 years down the road, you're, you know, the property more than likely will go up in value. You are paying down the debt while the tenants, the tenant or the tenants are paying down your debt. And then sooner or later, you get to a point where, you know, your value, your loan to value is around 50%. So 50% debt, 50% equity. And then what a lot of investors will do on their overall portfolio is just pull out. So let's say their overall portfolio is worth $20 million. At any given time ac across their portfolio, um, they will have $10 million in mortgages. So once, so then let's then say, that you know the 20 million dollar portfolio they only have um you know let's say they they have eight million dollars of mortgages and then they have 12 million dollars of equity so then a lot of the times investors that want to have a 50 50 split um you know 50 percent debt 50 percent equity they just refinance back up to 10 million which is 50 percent of 20 million uh and pulled out that extra two million dollars go buy more real estate and sell on their way because a lot of investors come to the conclusion that if they pay off all their properties, um, then they're not going to be getting that return on that debt. And that's a big part of real estate. Now, a lot of investors that we know uh, are are working on paying off their properties, paying down the debt so then they can own all their properties free and clear. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is like an awesome position to be in. Um, everybody's different. This is just a conversation on leverage and how it can help expand your wealth. Just remember though, if you, if all your properties are paid off free and clear, you're, you're not getting the return on that debt. So the only way that your net worth is growing is through appreciation and through cash flow of the overall portfolio. It's not, it's not growing through the debt pay down every month, right? So you kind of pick in your battles, right? Um, and, you know, like let's say you have 20 properties paid off free and clear. Well, at the end of the day, you probably don't even really care that your net worth goes up that much anymore because 
you got these 20 properties paid off free and clear cash flowing crazy and your your lifestyle is now secured you don't need to work ever again so it's kind of picking your battles of of, of what makes the most amount of sense for you uh, where are you at in your life how old are you uh, because as you get older, I know for myself, I'm not going to want to be as leveraged and I'm going to want to, you know, get to a 50-50 playing field, um, potentially a 60-40 where I'm 60% equity, 40% debt, um, just just so that I'm not, you know, just so I'm cash flowing well on the properties um, and I'm still getting that return on the debt, right? So, but when I'm in my 50s and 60s, I'm going to want to be maybe maybe closer to paid off or maybe all paid off. I don't know. Because I'm I'm at a different part of my life where I'm I'm not I'm not wanting to maybe take as much risks as 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 I was when I was um you know twenty twenty five years old right so everybody's different. Another part about leveraging a real estate um, is it allows you to buy more real estate. And as simple as that is, it's just so true. Um, you're able to now control more real estate, which thus allows you to participate. And overall uh, cash flow and appreciation of more properties, right? So I think that's a big part to think about is, you know, I'd rather, you know, control uh, more real estate to control less real estate as long as I'm being smart with the leverage. Um, I'm, I'm doing what's right with the mortgages. I'm not overextending myself. I, I don't bite off more than I can chew. Um, then you're going to look up. And you're going to build this extreme portfolio versus if I bought a property, uh, you know, financed it. But then over a five year window, I just I made, you know, a bunch of lump sum payments to pay it off. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that's a like that can be a very slow way to scaling up your portfolio um, by not using leverage. It can it can be it can be uh, very painstaking and very slow. That's why. You know, real estate as a general investment uh, definitely, in my opinion, uh, has a lot more benefits than a lot of other investments because of the part that you can leverage it. And it's a very, you know, in my opinion, a very safe investment because, you know, if lenders are willing to give you 80% of the value and you're willing and you're putting 20% down, they're willing to give you 80% of the value in some situations. You know, if you buy a million dollar building, they're willing to give you an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage or seven hundred fifty or seven hundred thousand dollar mortgage, assuming on the loan to value. Like they obviously, you know, beyond you, uh, know that if you don't make the payments, well, they have something that they can they can they can work with because that money is secured against that real estate. So if you stop making your payments, well, then they just take the property away from you, and then they sell it, they collect their money, and that's it. Now there is risks for I mean there is a risk for the banks, but man, that's a pretty cool combination. Is you know using that money to then have your tenants pay off that debt, and then you can go control more real estate and grow your wealth, grow your net worth, grow your cash flow. It's it's an amazing part of my real estate that I feel like people, um, they you know like a lot of investors that we work with are using leverage because. You know, we work with a fair amount of people that are starting off, own a couple of properties, so they're so they're using leverage. I just don't think they really uh, even sometimes understand, and it's my fault. You know, I need to explain this better to clients for sure. Um, are 
articulating my thoughts on this, I don't think a lot of them even really understand what's happening when, you know, they have a $500,000 property and they owe two fifty. when they bought that property for 400 and put, you know, put, uh, you know, like 20% down and now their mortgage has been getting paid down. The property's appreciated. Now they have a 50% equity position. A lot of them don't even think about accessing up to 75 or 80% of the value of that $500,000 property in that example and pulling out that money um, and just continuing on your way. Because if you were to refinance up to 80% of, um, of 500000 that's that's 400000 If that person owed two fifty, they could pull out 150000 and go buy more real estate. And I think people, obviously, within their reason of comfort where they're at, I need to be smart about it, but um, it can definitely help you accelerate your wealth. You're using leverage properly to put yourself in a position to control more real estate. And then once maybe, you know, a thought could be maybe once you hit a certain level of, of market value in real estate, you turn from acquisitions. Like let's say your goal is 10 properties. You turn from, uh, you know, as soon as you get to 10 properties, you turn off your acquisition mode. And then you go into paying off the mortgages mode. And we've seen a lot of investors do that where they just flip the switch. They're like, okay, cool. I got, say, $5 million or $10 million or $15 million in real estate. Beauty. Now I'm just going to start paying down all this debt with my earned income, take cash flow, pay it down. Um, there's no right or wrong answer here. So this episode kind of just covered overall my overall thoughts on leverage. I could talk on and on and on about this. Any questions, our emails are in the description. Have yourself a great day, and we will see you next episode.